My name is Ty French, and this is my podcast. That's why it's called the Ty French Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Ty French Podcast. My name is Ty French, and this is my breaking podcast. That's why it's called the Ty French Podcast. You guys, you guys, did you miss me? Did you miss me like I missed you? What's up, my little tyrants? I am so, (laughs) so happy to be back. In the United States of America, land of the free, home of the brave, home of Thai French, okay? And I don't know if I ever want to leave these United States again because of, you know, I mean, actually, New York was in the United States, so that doesn't count. But wow, does it feel so freaking good to be home, to be back into my bed, you know, American conditioning was still a little broken when I got home, (laughs) but... Um, it got fixed today and the weather has been so stunning after New York. It has been so beautiful. I went on a walk this morning and I just sat on the beach for like two hours. I was just obsessed. I've had my windows open all day, just letting the California sea breeze in. I will never be going back to New York City (laughs) in the summer. So sorry for just, you know, the huge downer of an episode last week for just, you know, you know, sometimes it's my party and I'll cry if I want to, you know, I was hosting a pity party and you all unfortunately had to be the attendees of said pity party. However, I hope that you guys at least got some laughs out of it, some entertainment. I'm not one of those people that, um, that 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 would feel some type of way about you laughing about my hardships. I want you to laugh at my hardships because that is the only thing that, you know, makes it feel a little bit better is that every time something shocking happens to me or something bad happens to me, there's this little little devil on my shoulder going, you know what? This is good. This is good content for the pod. So um, needless to say, before I recorded last week's episode, I should have at least had a glass of wine and calmed out a little bit. I had just literally checked into my hotel. And as you guys heard on last week's episode, it was just a lot of trials and a lot of moving parts. And so, yeah, I was not in the best of moods. But anyways, I hope you guys still like the episode. I hope... <laughs> I, um, sorry for not having a Friday episode. You know, like I said on last week's episode, I, I just should have, I mean, this was my first big long trip away from the podcast and I have really yet to batch episodes. I, I like to record them kind of in real time. My schedule right now with the podcast is I typically record the day before it goes live or two days before because, you know, I want it to be fresh about what's happening in my life and in pop culture and whatever. Um, That being said, whenever I go on a trip again, if that trip is going to be about 17 days, 
you're going to get some batched episodes because I'm not packing my podcast equipment again. It was, it just made it, I mean, we'll get into it. (laughs) You'll hear all the details, but um, yeah. Needless to say, I was too busy to record a Friday episode for last week. So I apologize if you guys went to go watch or to listen. If you guys went to go watch this episode today, I'm sorry. It is not up for recording (laughs) on YouTube. I just am still so jet lagged and I'm exhausted and I'm not feeling very cute. I need a spray tan and I need some slate. So (laughs) sorry, this is an audio only episode, but Today's episode is just going to be a huge Madrid Fashion Week recap. Um, And, you know, just a lot of story times, a lot of... uh, (laughs) But before we get into that, um, let's give a song of the day. Because I know my little tyrants love the song of the day. And you guys just, you guys, you guys don't listen to new music unless I give it to you. And so I would be remiss if I forgot because then you're just going to go another week with no new music. And that is just so sad. And I hope that some of my tyrants who are loyal podcast fans um, already know this song of the day because I talk about this artist a lot. And I hope that me talking about her a lot has made you guys all become fans of her and follow her and her journey and her career. But... Kim Petras surprise released her album Problematic yesterday and it is so good. And if you guys are not like OG Kim fans or, you know, know all the behind the scenes or whatever, you probably just thought this was a surprise album. However, this is an album that was supposed to come out before Feed the Beast and it, you know, just, I don't know what exactly happened, what the drama was, but basically her label never let her release it. And it basically got leaked, all the songs. And Kim even posted the leaks like all over YouTube because she was like, well, if they're never going to let me release it, like here are the leaks. Like <laughs> you guys can still listen to it. I'm not going to make any money off of it, but like, here you go. Like I'm proud of this work and I want you guys to be able to have it. Um, I don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes, but yes, now we finally have it surprise and the way that the cover for this shoot is better than any cover of hers or any pop girl lately is insane the photo shoot is literally so good it was shot by Stephen klein which like has done so many iconic album artworks so many iconic photo shoots that you guys know you know he's done so many of lady gaga's album artworks um yeah anyway so one of the songs on that album is called all she wants but and it's by kim petras and brr, paris Hilton. I mean, does it get more iconic as that? It really just doesn't. It really doesn't. And I just, I love it. It's such a fun song. It's so cheap bubblegum pop. And you guys know that's just what I live for. I live for a cheap bubblegum pop bitch. And Kim Petras is really just doing it the best these days. We love Addison Rae, Avi. We love all these other girls, Avi. But like, Kim really has nailed down like the bubblegum pop vibe and I'm just obsessed. She does it without feeling like too cheap and like, you know, repetitive. Like it doesn't, I don't know. She just has such an interesting voice and such an interesting sound. Anyways, I'm not going to talk too long about the song because we got a lot to get into, but that is the song of the day. And I hope you guys give it a listen. Give the whole album a listen. It is called Problematic. And yeah. The the album artwork is amazing and yada, yada, yada. 
Anyways, so let's get into this Madrid recap. Um, first off, let's just let's just clear the air. Let's just clear the air and you know answer the question that all of y'all are wondering. And I know that you guys have been losing sleep over eating your homes in the comfort of your own homes while I was struggling out there in them streets. You were wondering, did Thai French have a better time in Madrid than he did? in New York City because New York City was a swamp-ass hellhole and he had a miserable time. So, I have an answer for you. The answer is, yes, I had such a better time in Madrid. However, that didn't come with its challenges and its trials and tribulations. But, like I said on last week's episode, it, even though there was, like, shocking things that happened and, like, it was so much work and our schedule was just so busy and we'll get into that. But at least I was with Tezza the whole time, you know? And when you're with your bestie, you can you can put up with a lot. You can withstand a lot when you're with your bestie. When you got your bestie by your, best, by your side, then you can, you know, hold the weight of the world, okay? And it, it wasn't, like, for me. Like, I was going as Tezza's plus one and to just help her shoot content and, like, any content I got would be, like, you know, just a plus and a bonus. But, so that kind of took a lot of weight off of my shoulders. Um, I'm definitely better behind the camera than I am in front of it. And so, you know, I just felt more comfortable on this trip. And being with her is obviously always so much fun. Traveling with her is the best. That is where we just thrive. And, yeah, I was really grateful that she invited me to be on this trip. The best happened to me um was her having a child not only because i get to become gunkle to the sweet and iconic miss coconut but that means cole her husband he's got to be a dad he's got shit to do so whenever she has a trip if they're traveling too much or they're doing too much stuff and they got a lot of work going on i get a free trip i get to be the plus one with miss tezza so this was one of those times where i got to really reap the benefits of her having a child and get a free trip to a new place that I've never been to. I've never been to Madrid. I've never been to Spain. And let me tell you, that's one of the cleanest cities I've ever been in. And I don't know what happened. I asked one of um, our the people at like our hotel, or I can't remember who I asked, but I was like, um, has Madrid always been like this? Because it literally looks like Rodeo Drive everywhere you go. And granted, we were staying in a really nice area, but... Even when we went outside of the city, it just felt so clean. And I guess like 10, 15 years ago, it didn't used to be like that. And they just have put like so much money into, you know, revamping it, cleaning it up and getting rid of the crime and blah, 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 blah. When I tell you I never saw a piece of trash on the ground, I never saw a piece of bubble gum to a wall. I never saw, you know, graffiti. It was so clean and so pretty. Like, all the buildings are literally pristine. Obviously, they were built, like, a long time ago. But they've all just been restored so amazingly. And it was probably one of the cleanest, nicest European cities I've ever been to. Um, And, yeah, like, if, if I had to suggest going to a European city, like, if it was your first time in Europe... Honestly, Madrid might be up there for me because it just felt so safe and pretty small and central to where, like, you could walk everywhere. It's also pretty cheap to, like, get a car or a taxi. Like, we never spent more than, like, six euros um, getting a taxi. And, yeah, all around a stunning city. So, highly recommend if that has been on your list of things to do. I know a lot of people do, like, that and they go to, like, Mallorca or something because it's so so close together. But, 
yeah, if you want to try a new European city, highly, highly recommend. Um, so here, here, we're just going to kind of go by day by day schedule of what happened and, you know, yada, yada of the trip. Um, so here's how it happened. I recorded the New York City recap episode that went live last Wednesday on the podcast. I recorded that and edited it and posted it to go live that next day because I was going to be on the airplane flying to Madrid from New York um, when the podcast typically goes live. So before I went to meet Teza at her hotel to take a car to the airport, um, I woke up early, recorded the episode, hurry and edited it while I was packing and then posted it. That was probably the fastest I've ever recorded and posted an episode. And I will say, I've been doing the podcast for like a year now, and I'm getting so much better at editing and also just like letting some stuff go. Like if I like slip up on a word, I don't, you know, cut it or whatever. I'll just leave it. There are obviously still times where I like really mess up or I don't know where I'm going and I have to kind of get back on track and I'll edit it. But that was what I really didn't really have to um, edit anything, which was great. Obviously, it saves me so much time. And also not filming the episodes just also takes off so much off of take so much weight off my shoulders so anyways so I did that and then I pack up all my stuff which you know is always a treat it's always a treat packing up all that shit and I had all the podcast equipment and just a lot of stuff um blah 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 so I packed it all up I get a car to go meet Tessa at her hotel then we are supposed to have a car that was sent by the brand that we're going to Madrid with to come pick us up and take us to the airport. And we've got a lot of luggage. Tessa's like many bags. I've got many bags. We've got our camera bags. I've got all my podcast equipment. And this small little Mercedes car rolls on up and basically proceeds to tell us that he will no longer be taking us to the airport. He will not attempt to cram our luggage into his Mercedes. Um... So that's great. And, you know, we're always running late already. And so we're stressed. It's an international flight. We have so much to do, like, with the luggage and everything when we get there. Um, So we just hurry and, I guess, like, call an Uber. We're like, I guess we'll just pay for it because we're not going to, like, call the brand and have them send another car and then this and then that. But in what world would you send for two fashion girlies to be going to a fashion week a small little car? Why? <laughs> I feel like Biggie Gumbelson from Royal Housewives of Orange County. It's a small family van. If you guys don't know, you don't know. If you know, you know. But that was the energy that we were giving. So anyways, we hurry and get another car. We finally get to the airport. We're on time. We check in. We're thinking everything's good. And then we go to TSA and we realize that our TSA is no longer on our tickets. So we hurry and go back because... The thing with TSA is, like, I'm not that much of a diva. Like, I'll take off the shoes. I'll do whatever. I'll, I'll wait in the line. It's not that. It's that when you're traveling with so many electronics, especially with the podcast equipment, all my cameras, all my film cameras, like, I'm going to get stopped. I, I've never not been stopped at security. But if I go through TSA, then they know that, you know, I've got a little extra screening. I've already submitted all my stuff. I fingerprints, whatever. I'm not going to do nothing. And so they very rarely, you know, ask to scan my shit. So we're like, it's worth it for us to go back to the desk and ask them to put our TSA pre-check on. Um, Tessa gets hers added, and apparently mine is not working for this flight. 
they're telling me that it's expired or whatever, which is not true because I called them today and they told me everything was fine. They said that I was completely fine and that it must have just been like a random selection time for TSA to not, you know, it was like a random screening or whatever, which, you know, flying international with all that camera equipment, all that podcast equipment, this is not the day, this is not the time in which I should be randomly selected to open up all my shit, especially when you're traveling with someone and they have TSA pre-check. Typically, that is me. Typically, I'm the friend with the TSA pre-check and Josefina, Mr. Jose Figueroa, don't got the TSA pre-check. And I'm saying bye-bye, see you later, meet you on the flip side. Hasta luego, muchacho, because I'm not going in the regular line with your ass. So now I sympathize with Mr. Josefina, Miss Jose Figueroa, because now I was the poor friend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It has literally nothing to do with money. Um, now I was a friend without TSA pre-check. And, you know, it, it it was humbling. It was a humbling experience. I will not lie. Of course, my luggage gets flagged and I have to open it all up. I have to explain to them what the microphones are and what the this is and the, the stands and the, all the cameras and blah, 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 blah. Whatever. We finally get through. And, of course, our flight is delayed an hour. But you know what? That's fine. An hour is not that bad. It could be a lot worse. All good. We're, you know, we're, we're pushing along. Um, we finally take off. The flight attendant would not even let me have my shoelaces untied for this eight-hour flight because I was in the exit row. I was so annoyed. I was so bugged. Here's the thing. Um, I know the service industry can be a hard a hard business. I can I know that being a flight attendant, you probably deal with a lot of pricks. However, I feel like the service industry has gone a little loose with the customer service. Flight attendants are bitches these days. Flight attendants are assholes. I have not had a nice flight attendant in probably a year. Like the girl was so rude to me. She looked like I she looked at me like I was literally disgusting. And was like, excuse me, sir, you need to have your shoes tied. Keep in mind, my shoes are not off. They're not off. They're just simply untied, not even the whole way, just at the top so that I can sleep for this. I don't even know how long the flight was, seven, six, eight hours, whatever. A long time. My feet are, I'm up in the air. I'm swelling. I'm swelling. I'm sleepy. I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to snooze. So let me untie my shoes. I'm stressed, lady. I just ran through the airport. I'm flying international. So leave me alone. Shut up. And don't look at me like that. Or... If you need me to tie my shoes because it's a hazard because I'm in the exit row, ask me nicely, bitch. Okay? That's all I'm asking for. Anyways, so I think it was like a I think it was like a six an hour flight to Madrid. I don't know. We landed at like 7:30 a.m. I slept for possibly three hours on the flight. <sighs> yeah, that's right. So we landed at 7:30 a.m. I slept for three hours. We got a full day of activities ahead. So I'm feeling sleepy. I'm feeling sleepy. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling jet lagged. And I'm just ready to conquer the day. Um, The Madrid airport, super easy. Going through customs, super easy. 10 out of 10. No complaints there. Um, So if I didn't mention this already, but we were going to Madrid with the Board of Tourism. Um, And we're going to highlight Fashion Week. And here's the thing. I'm an influencer. I'm not um, naive or a newbie to a border tourism trip. And typically, a trip set up by the border tourism 
it's similar to like going to like a music festival with like a hotel or a brand or basically any influencer trip. I don't know why I'm like singling it out to a board of tourism, but specifically when you're traveling, going with a board of tourism is great because they literally set up everything. They set up everything. You have a driver waiting for you at the airport. Your hotel is covered. Like everything is covered. The food, they take you to the best restaurants, everything. So that's what we're there for. We're there to highlight fashion week and blah, 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 blah. So we stayed at the Four Seasons. Y'all know I love the Four Seasons. I went to um, London with the Four Seasons with Jose actually a few years ago in like 2019. And it was amazing. And all with that trip, I got to um, get like all new bedding. So all my pillows are for Four Seasons. All my like my duvet is Four Seasons. My towels are Four Seasons. I have a Four Seasons robe. I love the Four Seasons. So when we got there and I realized we were staying at the Four Seasons, imagine my my joy, my sigh of relief, the weight off my shoulders, because need I remind you that five days prior, I was crawling up four flights of stairs with my luggage, staying on my friend's couch with no blanket and no pillow. Uh, That's where I was five days ago. So then checking into the Four Seasons in a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful room with my best friend in Madrid, it, it was starting off with a good start. The it was starting off with <laughs> the trip was starting off great. Okay, um, it was a little hurtful that I did have to check into the hotel and see my room and then not be able to nap because we had a full day of activities. So we get to the room. It's gorgeous. The Four Seasons Hotel in Madrid, absolutely stunning. I know it's probably very expensive. I don't even know the rates, but if you go to Madrid, you got the cash. You got a sugar daddy. State the Four Seasons. Um, it used to be like a bank or something. I don't know. It's like so beautiful. They restored it. Amazing. So we hurry and got ready. We freshened up. And then we went to lunch at this Michelin star restaurant um, in the Montreal Oriental Ritz. And if you guys have ever been into a Ritz... Uh, I mean, the original Ritz is in Paris, and I can't remember what movie it was, but they, like, explained the whole, like, starting of it. Uh, What was it? Anyways, (laughs) I highly recommend you watch. I don't know the name, but if I remember the name, I'll post it on my Instagram story. But um, literally, the the Mandarin Oriental Ritz was stunning, obviously. It was gorgeous. They had this, like, most amazing bar in the lobby that had this, like, huge golden Boiled like art piece situation was amazing. Anyways, we went there for lunch and we had like papaya, which is like traditional Spanish food. We had ceviche, which is my favorite thing lately. Um, There's some bone marrow stuff that it was good, but that wasn't my favorite. I don't know about the bone marrow. Um, yeah, it was gorgeous. It was cute. It was a nice little welcome. We had a glass of wine, you know, met all the peeps that we were going to be with the whole time. And, you know, a vibe. Then we went around. Tez and I had some fittings to, well, not me. I just was there. I was privy to um, the appointment. Um, But Tez had to get some fittings for the gala that we were going to that night. Yes, gala. So you might be wondering, is it gala or gala? You might not be wondering that. But I was. And so we looked it up and both are correct. One of them is the British way of saying uh, gala. And then one of them is the American way of saying gala. There's gala and there's gala. I don't know which is which, but um, I kind 
gotta, I gotta ping pong back and forth between the two. So if you hear me saying it two different ways, just know that I am correct both ways. Anyways, so we picked out some good stuff, a cute little dress for the Queen TB. And then we went back to the hotel and we had to freshen up and get ready straight for the gala. Keep in mind, we haven't slept. We haven't slept. We're straight off the flight, 7 a.m. that morning. We got to go to a gala. That's just what happens when you're traveling, um, the, living the life of the rich and famous. <laughs> I'm nor rich nor famous, but I'm faking it till I make it. And all my tyrants know that. So, um, yeah, we get ready for the gala. I wore this suit and keep in mind, I'm freshly shaved, new haircut. Um, I also really haven't worn a suit probably in years. Like, I mean, I've worn like a cat, more casual suit for like events or whatever. But like I wore like a full, you know, the tux with the with the vest, with the button up all the way to the top with the little button bow, which was not really a bow. I mean, it wasn't like a, a bow tie. It was literally a Gucci ribbon from when I bought my wallet that they like tied around the box and I just used it for a little neck pussy bow thing. Yes, it's called pussy bow. Get your head out of the gutter. Um, anyways, so it was fun. I love dressing up. You guys know that, but I didn't love the suit. I got the suit at this vintage store called Decades in Salt Lake City when I was there for Mary's wedding and it was cute. I don't know. I also like would not really normally wear a black button up under a black tux, but it was all I had and I didn't have no time or no money to be going around to Zara or H&M or wherever to get a white button up so I the black one was the only one I had and so I just like you know leaned in I was doing this all black look and it was cute I'll give you that it was cute and the photos that I posted on my Instagram account that you guys need to go support at that French um it was cute I made it work was it my best look no was I the most confident no did I look like a maitre d yes did I look like a waiter at a restaurant absolutely um but mind your business (laughs) (laughs) anyways so we go to this gala and here's the thing let me tell you this much whoever planned that trip whoever planned that itinerary and whoever typed out the word gala or gala they were exaggerating they definitely embellished (laughs) because when i picture a gala i've never been to gala but when i picture a gala i picture you know a, a seated dinner I picture someone giving a speech. I picture maybe a charity organization. I picture diamonds. I picture gowns. I picture, you know, I don't know. Um, It was more like a happy hour. But we didn't know that. All we heard was Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week gala. So, needless to say, I mean, we weren't overdressed. There were people in gowns, but there also were some girls in like mini skirts and a crop top. So when I definitely felt overdressed and I definitely I thought it was going to be like, you know, I'm picturing Upper East Side, like gala, you know, old money and blah, 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 charity organization. So I'm thinking I got to wear a tux. I got to wear a vest. I got to wear the whole thing. I'm slicking the hair back. I'm being chic. I've got a shaved face. No, I definitely could have gone a little bit more edgy with it. I definitely could have like worn something cool um, and not just like a suit, like still fancy, obviously, but like I could have gotten creative with it. And that's my bad. I need to just listen to my intuition. But then again, it's like if I would have dressed up cool, my luck, I would have showed up and every boy would have been in a tux and I would have looked like an idiot. 
being like, oh, you've, you've clearly never been to a gala before. So, I don't know. I guess no regrets. It was the only thing I brought. And, you know, I was just leaning in. I was leaning into my, uh, like, Johnny Cash was kind of the vibe I was giving. I kind of let a little curl out. If you want visuals for anything that I'm talking about, go to my Instagram. I also have a highlight for Madrid and all my stories and anything that I'm talking about. If you want a visual for what I'm seeing or if you want a tag for the location or the brand or whatever, go on over there and support the Rat King. Okay. Anyways, so it was cute. It was fun. Like I said, it was more of a happy hour situation, but nevertheless, it was great. It was just at our hotel. It was at the Four Seasons, which was nice. Um, Afterwards, we went out to dinner with some of our friends that was on the trip with us that we've been on trips with before. um, So that was always fun. Rocky Barnes and her husband, Matt. Um, I was so jet lagged and so tired because we hadn't slept yet. Plus, Plus a few glasses of wine. I was literally delusional by the end of that dinner. I was delusional. I came home. We finally slept. The beds of the fourth season, just wow. Just wow. Coming off of New York, being so hot, being so sweaty, so uncomfy. That four seasons bed was the best thing to ever happen to me. Wowza. Wowza. It felt like home because I have those pillows, I have those sheets. And so it was just, you know, Sanayang. Um, then I woke up in the next morning and my phone was dead. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? The charger that I walked forever to get in New York City, if you guys had heard that, in the New York City recap episode, must have been a piece of shit because it only worked for two days and now it don't work. And guess what? I'm in another country. I don't got time to be running to no CVS or anything to get a fucking charger. Also, they got different plugs over there. So I don't even know if I would have been able to buy one with an American plug, which I guess is like, no, I'm not going to buy one. Uh, anyways, it was shocking. So the whole trip, I didn't have a charger the whole rest of the trip. So I basically would wake up and just charge it in Tessa's charger while she was getting ready. And I hope that would last me all day. Spoiler alert, it never did. But alas, here we are. Anyways, so I was so freaking tired, but we got to persevere because we're on a trip. We got shit to do. We got pictures to take. We got places to see. We're in another country. So we got up. We get ready. And we had to meet in the lobby at 9.30 a.m. We were going to this town like an hour away. And then we were going to a wine tasting. And uh, I'm just going to preface this story. I should have prefaced this for the whole trip. This also happened in New York. I don't know if I told you about this in New York. But I forgot deodorant. Yes, could I have gone to a CVS? Could I have gone to a local pharmacy and purchased some deodorant? Absolutely. Did I do that? Absolutely not. So, in New York, I was so sweaty, as you guys heard, but something about the New York air, I wasn't smelly. Um, Madrid. I'm so sorry to the group I was with. I'm so sorry to Teza. I would like to formally apologize publicly to Teza and the whole city of Madrid um, for absolutely stanking up that town and spreading my badass B.O., all over them streets because I didn't have deodorant. I didn't purchase any. And the second I started sweating, like I would literally get out of the shower. I would sweat like a little ounce and I'd be like, awesome. I'm a smelly pig. I am a literal rodent on the street. Um. Anyway, so I just got to preface that. I don't know why I feel like I had to get that off my chest. I really needed to do a public apology to um, my girlfriend, Tezza. But anyways, <laughs> so we get to this town. It's called El Escorial or S. As Coral, what do I tell you guys every episode about pronouncing shit? 
You know I don't know how to pronounce shit. And I don't speak Spanish. So I don't want no DMs. I don't want no bad ratings about how I'm pronouncing the name of this town. Keep it to yourself. El Escorial. Escorial. God, guys, I just know that so bad. I just know I'm saying it so wrong and I don't know. Anyways, this is home to the largest Renaissance era building in the world. It's a monastery. It's a castle. It's where all the kings and queens of Spain get buried. Also, on that note, um, am I the only one who did not know that Spain has a royal family? Am I the only one that didn't know that Spain has a king and queen and the king's name is Felipe and he's kind of fine. And the queen is also easy on the eyes. They got two daughters, two princesses, and they look like influencers. They're cute. They're way cuter than the Brits over there with their royal family. Bunch of that ugly ass king we got. Um, may God say the queen, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. Queen Lizzie. But King Felipe, he can kind of get down. Um, you know, I don't know. Way cuter than the king of England. So I don't know. I just, I don't think that we're talking about them enough. I don't think that they are getting enough recognition in the press. And I think we got to, you know, bring them to the forefront of society, even though they are literally kings and queens. Anyways, so all the kings and queens of the past are buried there. We got to go in and see their like tombs or whatever it's called. Um, we didn't get to do like a full tour, which I wish we would have because we had to go to a like winery. Um, but if, if you ever get to go, it's like maybe an hour or 45 minutes outside of Madrid. You guys got to go. It is the most beautiful little town I've ever seen. It's like so quaint. The architecture is amazing. The Renaissance era is is one of my favorite in terms of like art and architecture and everything. So I was just like literally obsessed with this place. The whole building was stunning. And the fact that that was built in the 16th century, the 1600s, it's crazy. Like hundreds of years ago, they built this giant building, this giant church, this giant castle. And like, they didn't even have electricity. They didn't have cars. They didn't have anything. It's like, I don't understand how they built it. And it's, that's just like one of my favorite parts about traveling is getting to see these buildings that are like so old and that have been there for so long and that have so much detail in them. In America, we got ugly little concrete boxes. It's hideous. We build buildings. We built skyscrapers in like three months. That's not okay. These buildings were taking hundreds and hundreds of years to make. And yeah, anyways, so... Definitely recommend. I didn't get to like walk through the whole thing because we had to go, but... It was so beautiful. You guys definitely need to check it out if you are ever in Madrid. Anyways, so then we took the bus ride from hell to the winery. And I say bus ride from hell, and it was probably the only bus ride from hell for for me. It was only the bus ride from hell for me. I'm not going to speak for the group. I'm not going to speak for any other person on that bus other than myself and my own experience, but... I'm probably being dramatic. It probably wasn't that bad. I'm being dumb. But it was heinous for me. It was like an hour away. Picture this. You're tired. You're jet lagged. Probably a little bit hungover. You're just all around unwell already prior to getting on this bus. Then you get on this bus. It's about an hour away. Okay. That already is a little shocking. Then 
You are on Candy Cane Lane, Windy Ass Roads. Up mountains, down mountains, up mountains, around mountains, through mountains. When I tell you I was so unwell in the back of that bus, I wanted to sleep. I wanted to hurl. I wanted to cry. I wanted to laugh. I wanted to use my phone. I had no service. I was also going to die. I mean, I was just really unwell. And... Uh, almost had to tell him to stop a few times to, you know, pull Trey to hurl. But we finally arrived. Took me, took me a minute to uh, adjust to having feet on land again. To be in uh, right, left. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm so dumb, you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm being so dumb this episode. <laughs> Anyways, we finally arrived. I had a glass of wine and I was not unwell anymore. <laughs> All it takes is a glass of vino and I'm good to go. We had the most beautiful afternoon at this winery. This winery was so beautiful. It was so stunning. They had this gorgeous, cute little house there that we ate um, this like homemade meal from the owners of the winery. We had a wine tasting on this like huge square table in the grass and the lawn with a mountain in the background. It was so beautiful. Now, did it feel like I was in Spain? Absolutely not. It felt like I could have been in Napa Valley, 100%, 100%. But nevertheless, it was literally stunning. The food was gorgeous. The owners of this winery were so sweet. I was having a ball of time because if there's wine, I'm going to say keep on pouring. I can't say no, but the wine hangovers, I was so scared as I was drinking it, but it was also organic. It was in Europe. So, you know, I feel like wine over there is a little bit different than the United States of America, a $9 bottle. So I don't know. I, I was chug, chug, chug. Anyways, if you want a visual, uh, sorry, apparently Harley Davidson headquarters is outside my window, but if you want visuals of anything that I'm saying, like I said, there is a Madrid highlight on my Instagram page. You can see the winery that I'm talking about. Um, it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Um, on the ride back in the bus, everyone literally passed away. After a winery, we got an hour-long ride back in the bus. Everyone slept. Everyone was quiet. You know who didn't? Not me. Not TB. Because I, I'm just not a napper. I can't really nap, especially in a car, especially with other people. I don't want to be snoring. I don't want to accidentally fart. I don't want to... <laughs> Uh, you know, that, that could happen if you fall asleep in a moving vehicle in tight space and people that you don't know. So don't fall asleep in public because you don't want to be snoring. You don't want to be tooting. You don't want no sounds coming out of your body that you did not approve. Okay. Um, anyways, thank God we did not have to go back through the same mountain, Candy Cane Lane, that we came in on. It wasn't windy on our way back. You know, it was a straight shot. It was still like 45 minutes to an hour, but... As long as it wasn't windy, and I had a few glasses of wine in my system, so I was good. I was good to go. I could persevere. Anyways, we get back to the hotel, and we freshen up, then we went to this restaurant for dinner. It is called, and like I said, I don't know how to pronounce it, so be patient with me, but it's called Nueva Espana. Nueva Espana. 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 Nueva Espana. I'm going to go with that. Um, it is a Japanese-Spanish fusion Michelin star tasting restaurant um a lot of fish a lot of fish uh, i would say 95 percent of the food that i consumed while in spain came from the ocean and you know how i feel about the ocean lately you know how i feel about the ocean lately but 
that being said, it was all delish. It was all good. Um, the Japanese-Spanish fusion, it was nice. There was a lot of dishes, a lot of servings. We eventually had to tell them to, you know, also wake with chacho. See you later. Because we couldn't eat no more. But the drinks were coming. The food was flowing. It was great. I sat at a table with my gals. Um, yeah, it was a fun little night. The group that we were with, I feel like I should have prefaced this with at the beginning of the episode, but um, it was me, Teza, this girl, Kara, and her mother, and then Rocky Barnes and her husband, Matt. And then there was this girl, Chriselle, who's also uh, LA local, just like a fashion girly. Her boyfriend came for some of it. And then we had, you know, some of our, you know, the, the board of tourism peeps. It was the funnest group of people. Like, seriously, that's the, you know, it can get tricky with influencer events. But and like influencer trips because you know you're stuck with that that group the whole trip. But this group seriously was so much fun. I could not have had a better time with them at dinner. We were just having literally a ball of a time. I like really consider them friends for life now. They are so cute. Anyway, so the next morning we got up. I was definitely feeling a little jet lagged at Brecky. I was definitely feeling a little hungover. But once we got going, I was fine. We got ready. We took some photos on the roof of the Four Seasons. The roof of the Four Seasons is so stunning. The Four Seasons, uh, is this a podcast just about the Four Seasons? Is this Four Seasons rant? It might be because I'm obsessed. And the rooftop was just so gorgeous. If you ever go to Madrid and you don't even stay at the Four Seasons, you've got to go to the rooftop just for like drinks or dinner or something. It is such a gorgeous rooftop. It's literally in the best location in Madrid. It's in like such a nice area. Um, yeah, 10 out of 10 recommend if you want to see the rooftop, I posted it obviously on my Instagram, that's a big advertisement for my Instagram page. And I want you guys to support me and like and comment on my photos because the rat king needs it. Instagram hates me these days. Anyways. Um, then we went to Afima, which is like a, you know, convention. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just like a venue, large venue. Um, and this is where they were hosting the Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week shows. Mercedes-Benz is the sponsor for the Fashion Week shows there in Madrid. They used to all be the sponsors. They used to also be the sponsors for the shows in New York City, but now they are doing it in Madrid. Anyways, so I just want to brag about my friend here for a second. Tezza, and she would literally be mortified if I was probably sharing this and saying this, but Tezza is literally a celebrity. <laughs> like, I felt like a literal groupie everywhere we went in Madrid, but especially at these fashion shows, literally every, every five minutes, someone coming up, you know, fangirling, asking for a photo, just, you know, being obsessed, blah, 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 blah. It was crazy. It was literally crazy to see. And, like, obviously this has happened to her many times for years, like, all over the place. Um, and I've been with her before. Like, it, you know, happens while I'm in New York, if we're eating out on a patio or whatever. And I don't know. Just this was, like, probably the most I've ever seen it happen. And it was crazy. Like, when we were at the airport in Madrid, when we, like, anywhere we were, there was people asking for her for a photo and just saying how much they love the app and blah, blah, blah. I was, like, just such a proud bestie. And, yeah, I'm just... I will be Tez's groupie till the day I die. I will be using her celebrity status um, to get me further in life. <laughs> Anyways, I just had to brag there for a second. But the first show that we saw was Isabel Sanchez. 
And it was literally a huge collection. Um, a lot of orange, a lot of feathers. Um, the most like stunning boned dress. I posted it in my Instagram highlight um, if you want to see it. But it was cute. The first show was definitely my favorite out of the two that we saw. It, you know, there were some pieces that I didn't love, but all around just like really pretty stuff. I didn't love the feather situations or the orange, but the rest of it, I I was liking. Then after that, we went into a little lounge. We got some wine. We got some quick bites before we went to the next show. And the next show was Hannibal Laguna. Like I said, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but we get in there and I'm pretty sure literally the president of Spain was there. Yes, they've got a king, they've got a president. I don't know. It's like, you know, like the uh, prime minister in Britain or whatever. Um, so, I don't know. Like, everyone was freaking out. There was, like, a lot of paparazzi, blah, blah, blah. Everyone, someone said it was the president. I don't know. I didn't walk over to figure out because literally even if it was the president, one, I literally don't care. Two, I wouldn't even know if he slapped me across the face because I have no idea what it looks like. I didn't even know that they had a king. But I would like King Felipe to slap me across the face if he um, is listening to this. Um, I might be put on some watch list now that I said that but um now that that's out in the public domain I have no regrets if he wants to call me once he leaves his queen let me know <laughs> anyways this next show Hannibal Laguna not my favorite I won't lie not my favorite I will not lie lots of sparkly bows a lot of mixtures of colors a lot of green and purple a lot of pink and yellows a lot of pink on pink but two different pinks a mauve and a hot pink you know, bright yellow, sparkly bow, Christmas, you know, kind of giving me Grinch energy, kind of giving me uh, Horton Hears a Who, kind of giving me Dr. Sis, kind of giving me Barney. A lot of gowns, a lot of sparkly bows, a lot of colors. I don't know. It just was not my favorite, but I, you know, fully recognize and understand that I am not their primary demographic. I'm not the demographic that they're trying to, you know, market to. I think they're marketing to, you know, maybe a slightly older demographic, which um, probably has a slightly higher um, tax bracket. I don't know how the tax system works there in Spain, but I'm sure they're marketing to, you know, old ladies going to galas, different galas that I attended because no one was wearing that at the gala that I went to. Let me just clarify that. Um, yeah. Anyways, wasn't my favorite. It was a ball, though. You know, always fun to see a fashion show. And like I said in the fashion week for dummies episode with Tezza. even if you don't like a show and the collection isn't for you you can still appreciate the fashion the artistry and the story that they're trying to say and all of that so that being said like the show was beautiful the gowns were beautiful they were amazing constructed it was a huge collection you know obviously I'm here for sparkles I'm here for both it's just like I would not particularly pick that out to be worn on myself or on a girlfriend of mine. And if my girlfriend of mine tried that on and sent it to me and said, should I wear this to the gala that we're going to in Monte Carlo? I would absolutely say you're going to jail. And I would tell her to get as far away from that dress as possible. And then I would send her recommendations. I don't know. I'm being so annoying. <laughs> Anyways, then we went back to our hotel. We got some espresso martinis on the roof. We got a little guac. <sighs> An espresso martini. Especially when you're traveling and you're jet lagged and you have to go out for a dinner and you don't, you're going to be out for a longer period of time and you've been going all day. There's nothing better. You know, it, it, it takes the edge off with a little alcohol and then it also boosts you up and gives you energy to persevere for the rest of the day with that espresso. So espresso martinis, hold up, with tequila, of course, because you're talking to tequila, 
We had those on the roof. They were literally so delicious. You can tell a good espresso martini by the color. If it's light, if it's like a light milky latte vibe, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. There's too much sweetener. But if it's dark, dark looking like an espresso shot, you're in for a treat because that is a delicious espresso martini. Anyways, they were dark. It was amazing. It was gorgeous. Then we went back to our room. We freshened up. Before we went to a flamenco show, not a flamingo show. Don't be rude. Be cultured. It's a flamenco show. And like I said, I'm not cultured and I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly. But flamenco is a Spanish art form. It's, um, you know, typically from the southern region of Spain. It's made up of three elements, song, dance, and music. Originally, this was the traditional dance and music of like gypsies. I don't know if we're supposed to call them gypsies anymore. I don't know if that's, that's, this is the Google translation that I'm giving you, okay? It says it originally was a traditional dance, traditional, can I talk? Originally it was the traditional dance and music of the Andalusian Gitanos. Gitano? Like Tulum, like my trip. Does Gitano mean gypsy? Wow, you learn something new every day. You truly learn something. But isn't it Gitano? that's the review I got when I said Gitano and someone gave me a bad review and said, it, you know, making fun of it. Is it Gitano? <sighs> Anyways, I'm probably saying that wrong, but I sound like a loser trying to pronounce it correctly. Anyways, it originally was a traditional dance of gypsies. I don't know if there are many gypsies as in like travelers and, you know, whatever. I don't think that's a politically correct term anymore, but this is what Google is telling me. Anyways, um, it was the most Spanish thing I did the whole trip. It was so stun-a-yang. The voices were so stun-a-yang. The outfits were so gorgeous. The talent was insane. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's like tap dancing. There's, you know, hands in the air. Spanish dresses. There's someone playing guitar. There's three singers. Let's talk about the guitar player. Let's talk about the guitar player. Because this was the highlight of my trip. There was a love affair happening between me, the guitar player, and the male dancer. Now, they were not aware of the fact that there was a love affair happening between the three of us, but I was in my head. And my whole table was. Like, I, I definitely made it their issue as well. And I definitely made sure that they all knew about this love triangle. Um, so there was a male dancer and there was a female dancer. And you know, halfway through the show, I kind of started to realize as I'm, you know, gawking over this gorgeous little Spanish boy um, who's playing guitar. Um, I say Spanish boy as in he's definitely older than me and is definitely not a boy. He's definitely a man. Um, I'm starting to, you know, gawk over it. I'm starting to fawn over it. Um, I'm wanting my Lizzie McGuire moment. He's giving me Paolo energy. You know, I'm like, sing to me, Paolo. You know, I'm, I'm just vibing. Ready for my, hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of. That's the energy I'm ready for. And then as I start gawking over him, I'm realizing when the female dancer is on, he looks like he wants to kill himself. He, you know, not, a, not an ounce of joy is radiating off of his beautiful face. Nothing. However, when the male dancer's on that stage, he cannot take his eyes off him. He 
is looking for validation. He is looking for the dancer to look at him, to realize how hard he is playing that guitar for him. He just wants his approval. He wants his love. He, and I just want his love. I'm looking at the guitar player, and the guitar player is looking at the dancer, and the dancer isn't looking at either of us. And it was this love triangle that I felt like I was in a telenovela. Except for they didn't know that I was cast. <laughs> it, you know, you know, you know, there were there were a few glasses of wine involved for me to get to this conclusion, um, and that definitely probably did not help the scenario of me thinking that I was involved in this love triangle, and that if they probably did look my way, I probably would have looked like a drunk American looking for a spring break activity. Um, that was probably the energy I was giving them. And they were, you know, doing this beautiful art form. Anyways, that aside, the love triangle aside, if you go to Spain and you don't see a flamenco show, you're kind of, you know, problematic because it was so stunning. It was so gorgeous and it felt just so traditionally Spanish. And that felt like the most like cultural thing that I experienced while I was there. And you guys got to go. It was amazing. Anyways, then... After, after, you know, I was drunk. We were going out on the town. We were rocking around looking for some bars. I was definitely a little drunk. And I would like to publicly apologize to Tessa for having to deal with my ass. I was being so annoying. I was being so annoying. I was so jet lagged and so tired. And, you know, you mix in the booze and you mix in, you know, the love triangle that had just happened that was thrown in my face. Um, I was getting like weirdly emotional, not about the love triangle, but just about like anything. Like we were, me and Tessa got into a little tiff about Smash Mouth and like the songs on Shrek. Like I was just like being so dumb and so bratty. And I would just, you know, when you, you know, drink and you're like really tired it can either be like really fun and loopy or, you know, you get sassy and like weird and emotional. That's where I was. That's where I was at. So I would just like to publicly apologize to Tessa for being a little bitch. Um, anyways, we went to bed. I slept it off. We were fine. Um, the next day, we went around town. We met a local Spanish artisan designer called Oteza. And their specialty is like modernizing the Spanish cape and like traditional Spanish, you know, garments. Um, and it, uh, you heard that right, cape. If you guys are OG tyrants, then you know that one of my first fashion weeks, I wore a cape. And I'll never live down. I will never live down the cape. And let's just say I felt very validated going to this Oteza artisan craftsmanship and them showing me these capes that were very similar to the item that I was wearing about 10 years ago. So I'm not saying I'm starting trends or anything. I'm not saying that the the cape is coming back and that I wish I would have kept it all this time. I'm not saying that. But if you wanted to say that, I would be like, hmm, okay, yeah, I'll think about that. I'll think about that. If you think that it's coming back and if you think I am a trendsetter, like I'll think about that. And anyways, yeah. Capes are back, bitches. Anyways, <laughs> it was it was really, I mean, jokes aside, it was really pretty and it was really, you know, nice to chat with like a local designer and to speak about traditional Spanish garments and how they're modernizing it. And um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's one of the like coolest parts about traveling is seeing just the fashion and the culture, obviously, of like this these places, but especially the fashion, like 
just the day-to-day streetwear of people is so different everywhere you go. And yeah, so it was cool to see. It was cool to see how they made it and hearing their story. It's a beautiful brand. You guys should look it up. Um, Yeah, then we went to, and I'm going to say this wrong. I'm only going to say it once. And Serena. On Serena. I said it twice. I said I would only say it once. Anyway, we tried on jewelry from the designer, um, which is the official jeweler of the royal family of Spain. My king, my lover, Felipe. King Felipe. Anyways, so there was a tiara. There were some jewels. There was a big necklace. We were, we were trying on some jewelry. There was a lot of art there. It was like a art gallery type place. They were auctioning off this like million dollar painting from the Spanish designer. I don't know the details of it because I was tired and I forgot. Um, and I kind of didn't care. But the art was amazing. The jewelry was amazing. I just don't care about the details. Um, but I did remember that it was about it was selling for about a million dollars. Anyways, so after this, Tessa and I finally had some alone time. This was the first time that we had alone time pretty much the entire trip. Yeah, you heard that right. So what did we do? Like I said, there was a lot of fish happening in the meals that we were eating. So the first chance that we got away from this group, we went and had a pizza and a pasta. We needed normal I don't want to say normal food because like Spanish food is normal and fish is normal but like four days of fish and like Michelin star like nice fish not even like a just a big I needed like a big carby platter of food I needed pizza and I needed pasta not this like little little fish on this like big plate with like a a froth or like no screw the Michelin star give me a big ass bowl of pasta and a pizza we went, we did this. It was amazing. It was delicious. I felt so recharged after. Then we went back to the room. We changed and we went to like their version of Central Park. When I tell you this is the most stunning park I've ever seen in my life. This is the most stunning, gorgeous, peaceful, large park I've ever seen. It was amazing. If you ever go to Madrid, you have to go to the park. I don't know what it's called, but you can't miss it. Ask someone there. It's like in the middle of the town. It's amazing. Um, and there's this place in the middle of the park called Palacio de Crystal, a.k.a. the Crystal Palace. Tessa's been wanting to go to this literally forever, and she showed me a picture of it on Google, and when I tell you, it was insane online. It was insane online. So we walk all the way to the park. We walk all the way there because it's like a big park. You got to walk kind of a while. Obviously, we're not in comfy shoes. We're not in comfy outfits. We're hot. We're sweaty. We're uncomfy. Dirt's getting in my little loafers. Anyways, but we finally get there. And it looks so stunning on the outside. And we're just like, wow, it was worth it. This is gorgeous. We're about to take some amazing photographs and be Pinterest viral. However, we get up to the doors. And of course, what is our luck? What is our luck? What do you think? What do you think? Drum roll, please. It's closed. It's closed for renovations. (laughs) of course it is of course it's closed because nothing good can happen to us because we just are surrounded around negativity and pessimism and bad things that are happening and that's probably my energy not Tezza's I'm not putting that on her that's just me that is just the energy that I carry and I need to go get like I don't know my chakras healed my stars realigned I don't know what they call it but give me the fuck out of this 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 cycle that I'm in because why is it closed? Over the damn door. I'm trying to take a photo. I'm trying to be Pinterest viral. Anyways, so 
we still shot outside. It was still gorgeous outside. It was pretty. We got to like see inside still like the doors were glass. So I'm glad that I at least got to see it and experience it in person. It is so gorgeous. I cannot believe that no one has hosted a fashion show there. I cannot believe that. I mean, maybe they do get married in there. I don't know. But if not, I'm going to get married in there. I'm going to be the first one. It's this like most gorgeous, like all glass, like terrarium S crystal palace. Like I said, that's what it's called. Look it up. It is insane. Hopefully when you go to Madrid, you can go and it will be open and you can send me photos of it. But it was close for me. Anyways, we still took some pretty photos outside, but then we went back to our room. We changed and we needed to shoot again before going to our last supper, before going to our last dinner. And so I have one of my like podcast lights that um, I used to shoot the podcast, obviously, when I film it. And I thought it'd be so cool because it doesn't need to be plugged in to take this around town and shoot with like a no flash, but like just make it feel like very editorial or whatever. So I I packed this to New York City. Then I took it all the way across the world to Madrid. And it was the last day and we hadn't used it yet. And I was like, we have got to use this or I packed this for nothing. And it's not a small light. Like it took up a lot of space. It was very uncomfy. It made stuff very heavy. And, you know, I was like, we got to use it or it's going to be not worth it. Um, so I'm carrying it around town. We're thinking we're going to shoot. It's just not working. We end up back in the park. Tessa is wearing literally the most uncomfy shoes and the most uncomfy dress. She could barely even walk. Um, but we get there and it was worth it. They were literally some of the best shots of the trip. However, we didn't use the light. Um, not only did I carry it from the United States or from California to New York, then from New York to Madrid. Then I held it in my hand all around the city of Madrid, all through their park, shooting, and I never even still used it. Then we went straight from the shoot to dinner, so I had to carry this big-ass light into this restaurant, into the bar we went to after, and I still didn't use it. You know what? I, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. I really have nothing else to say there. You can just sense my frustration and my annoyance. Um, anyways, then we went to, I think it was called the Jungle Jazz Club. And we had dinner and it was a jazz show. It was so fun. The music was so good. The singer was so talented. Now, it didn't feel like a Spanish experience. So I don't know if I fully recommend if you are going to Madrid. Because when I go to a place, you know, in Europe, in Africa, and this, whatever... I'm not going to an American place. I want, you know, a local cuisine. I want a local Spanish experience. And this felt very much like a New York City jazz club. They were singing every song in America. They were singing in America. <laughs> they were singing every song in English. And it was, you know, like, um, what were they singing? You know, uh, like, ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no river like songs like that. So I don't even know if that's really considered jazz, but it was called the Jazz Club. And um, so it felt just like a New York City bar. It was still fun. It was great. This was our last night. We were so tired and we still had to pack for our flight. We had to leave for our hotel at like 7 a.m. So we went home like right after this. Um, we left dinner at like 1130. We go back to our hotel, we pack, whatever. We get some sleep, we wake up super early, we go to leave for our flight, and our card never shows up. What is with it with this company that they are booking for our cars that show up to our hotels that either are showing up and are way too damn small or are not showing up? 
I don't know. So we had to just get a cab. We didn't want to be late. My suitcase was so packed. I'm so annoyed. I brought so much shit and I didn't use half of it. I didn't even use my big camera. We only used Tesla, so I didn't have to bring that. I used, I brought all my podcast equipment. I only recorded one episode in New York. I didn't record with any of the guests that I wanted to do in New York. And I didn't wear half the clothes I brought. Like, I just was so frustrated. Um, But it was overweight. We know that. From my flight from New York to, I mean, from LA to New York, I had to pay the $100 overweight fee. Whatever. Then my flight from New York to Madrid, I also had to pay the $100 overweight fee. And I was like, okay, this is so dumb. Like by the time I get home, I'm going to be spending $300. And like, I didn't even use half the shit. I didn't shoot half the shit. And like, I did that all for like the clothes that they got me. And it's like for the 300 bucks, I could have just bought all the jeans that they gave me. So it was just like, I was so annoyed, but we get to the airport and my luck, I'm thinking is turning around because they put um, my bag on Tessa's ticket and she was flying first class so she didn't have to pay for the overweight so I'm thinking you know my luck is turning around I just had a great trip in Madrid with my friend and I don't have to pay the 100 bucks I only had to pay the 200 instead of the 300 that I thought I was going to have to do then we get to security we get to security in Madrid and they make me throw away my podcast mic stands <laughs> Nate literally my podcast mic stands that you guys have seen in all the clips, not the new ones that I just got that like attached to like a table. My like the ones that just like sit in your lap. Yep. They made me throw those away um, because they have like poles and weights on them to make them like stand and they could be used as a weapon. So love that for me. Needless to say, the hundred dollars that I saved from the overweight fee for the suitcase will not cover me purchasing two new microphone stands. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm just like, you know what? Take them. Like, I'm trying not to, like, be a Karen. I'm trying not to make a scene. We're in a different country. They can't understand what I'm saying, but I'm like, just throw them away. Like, throw, they're like, what do you want us to do? Do you want to check your bag? And I'm like, I can't check my bag. We're running late. Like, I have all my other podcast equipment that I don't want to check. It's going to get broken. Like, whatever. Throw them away. And they're like, what? You want us to do what? I'm like, get rid of them. Get rid of them. If you want to let me bring them, get rid of them. Leave me alone. Anyway, so they throw them away. And, you know, I'm just like deep breath in, deep breath out, whatever. It'll be fine. I'll order new ones. I have the new stands at home that like I don't even really use these unless I'm traveling. So it's fine. Then I go to close my suitcase back up because obviously I had to open it for them to throw away the microphone stands. And my zipper breaks. Uh huh. You heard that right. You heard that right. The zipper breaks. And I'm just like, you know, deep breath in, deep breath out, because this could get very, very dark. And I don't have that in me. I'm tired. I'm jet lagged. I've been away from home for so long. I've been spending so much money. Like, I just, I don't, like, this is going to be my 13th reason. If my suitcase breaks and I either have to A, go buy a new suitcase or they don't even have a suitcase and I just have to literally carry all my shit. Then I'm going to get to the gate. They're not going to let me on. Like, I just, I really don't have this in me. I do not have this in me. God is testing me. And guess what, God? I'm not your strongest warrior. And that's fine. I don't need, I'm not saying I am. I don't want to be. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Luckily, I get it closed and it is hanging on by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Literally. Like, when I tell you, so like, you know when like your zipper breaks and it's like. You know, you zip it up and then it kind of splits. 
and I don't know, I can't even explain this. It kind of did that, but then I kind of closed it, but the zipper was still like, if you literally touched it, it would have bursted open. And I'm just praying. I'm like, just get me honestly from this flight to my layover and I'll figure it out. Like, I'll figure it out. Get me out of this country. Like I, you know, hand of God. Thank God it lasted the entire way. It didn't break the rest of the time. Obviously it's broken now. I have to still buy a new suitcase, but I'm home. I got all my shit home, whatever. Anyways, so then to keep my bad luck rolling, we get into the lounge at the airport in Madrid and they won't let me in because I'm not playing first class, but Tessa is. So I had to pay $50 to get into this lounge. And of course we had to get in this lounge because I need air conditioning. Something about Europe, they don't believe in air conditioning. And I don't know. Maybe that's why their skin looks great. Maybe that's why they're living longer. I saw a TikTok that said air conditioning makes you sick, but I don't give a rip because I need air conditioning. And so I paid the 50 bucks. After the suitcase incident, after them making me throw away my mic stands, I was like, put me in a freaking lounge. I need a glass of water. I need to sit down in a comfy chair and I need air conditioning. And I need everyone to shut up and stop talking to me. Um, anyways, so then we finally take off the first leg of the trip home. We had a layover in Atlanta. I was Delta premium, which is basically first class on any other flight. It was stunning. I had so much leg room. I had a seat that reclined, a little foot rest. It was amazing. Stunning. On the flight from Atlanta to Los Angeles, I was in the back of the bus. And I mean, not quite literally. I was literally the seat in front of the last seat on the airplane. Tessa was in first class, so don't you worry. The brand flew her first class, and they must just think I am um, not worth it, not worth the price tag. So, and I'm not, to be fair. So I, I flew in the back of the bus, and it was a very humbling experience, especially after being in Delta Premium, basically first class, on the way um, to Atlanta. So, you know what? It was... I'm being dramatic. It wasn't that bad. I fly coach literally every single other time I fly. I never once have paid for a first class flight. I never will probably unless I more actually become a millionaire and <laughs> share the podcast. I don't know. Um, and I don't know. It was fine. I watched so many movies on the first leg of the flight. I pretty much slept first like halfway. Um, and then the second leg, of I, I also slept kind of halfway, but I watched some movies on, on the flight that, I feel like I could do a whole episode on, I could do a whole rant about the three movies that I watched. And it were they were movies that I've been wanting to see, that I was excited to see, and that I don't know why I hadn't seen yet. The first flight, I watched Avatar Way of Water. I've been wanting to see that forever. I just never have gotten the time. And I don't know, it just feels like when I'm home, I just want to watch like reality TV and be dumb. So... Yeah, I watched it. It's so long. It's like three and a half hours and I had a long flight. So I was like, this is going to make it go by really fast. And I loved it. I love the first Avatar. The first, it, it has nothing on the first Avatar. Like the first Avatar is like so beautiful. And I feel like it focused like a little bit more on like the love scenes instead of like so much action and like war. Um, but the second one felt like just a lot of war scenes. Um, less about like the family. I feel like the main chick, the main... I don't know her name. The, the, the Jake Sully's wife, the Avatar lady, I feel like she was such a big part in the first movie, but she like literally had like no part in the second movie, which was crazy. Um, 
Then I watched Don't Worry Darling. Oh my God. I had never seen a trailer for it. I had literally no idea what it was about. And I feel like the only thing I knew about it was, you know, the obviously Harry Styles and Olivia drama. I knew, you know, the spit drama, all that. I literally never heard anything about it. I didn't know anything about the plot line. I knew it was in Palm Springs in like the 50s. That is all I knew. Literally, that is all I knew. Holy shit. I feel like I heard that it wasn't really that good and a lot of people didn't like it. I actually really liked it, but I'm still processing it. It was one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. I didn't know that it was like a psychological thriller. I, I thought it was about like just like some like 1950s love story. Oh my God. Literally, oh my God. I, 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 I have no words. And I actually think I could do a whole entire episode just on Don't Worry Darling. I'm gonna need you guys to let me know if you guys would want that, if you guys would be interested about it because I have so many thoughts. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away unless you've seen it, but if you have not seen it, holy shit, go see it. It is literally crazy. And it is honestly a really good airplane movie because it's like two hours. And when I tell you my eyes were glued to that screen, I didn't want to look at my phone once. It was insane. Let me know if you want a whole rant about that because, wow, I have lots to say. The third movie that I watched, The Little Mermaid. And don't cancel me for my, my thoughts on The Little Mermaid, but it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I don't even think I finished it. I don't even think I got to the end. Um, and I don't really care to finish it. I think I maybe had like 30 or 40 minutes left. Acting is terrible. Not from Ariel, not from Hallie, but just from everyone. Prince Eric's song scene on the cliff. <sighs> Snooze town. Loser. Lamo. Like, ew. It was so bad. King Triton. Oh my God. The CGI is literally heinous. The way their tails move and the way their the way their hair moves underwater. Is so unrealistic, is so cheesy looking, is so dumb. I'm sorry. Maybe I was in a bad mood because it was a long travel day. I watched that. Like on that was the last thing I watched, like before I landed in LA. Maybe I need to give it a rewatch, not on an airplane, but it was literally heinous. And you guys know how excited I was about it. And I this has nothing to do with Halle Bailey being aerial. This has nothing to do with anything. It just felt cheap. Like the songs felt dumb. The CGI was terrible, especially right after watching Avatar and the CGI being so amazing. Watching, maybe that was where I made the mistake. Watching The Little Mermaid right after watching Avatar because they're both like underwater. And Avatar is just like literally, the, it's insane. Like it's actually insane. The colors are insane. The CGI is insane. Everything. But Little Mermaid, you could take some, you could take tips from James Cameron or whatever his name is because. You suck. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, that's kind of my whole trip. Um, to sum it up, it was amazing. I really did have so much fun. Like, I feel like that that was kind of just a step-by-step <laughs> explanation of everything that we did. But really, it was so fun. It was just so much. 
Like it was so much, especially coming off the back of New York Fashion Week, crammed into so many days and being jet lagged. And me and Tezza just literally had no free time to even just like roam the city for ourselves and, you know, stumble upon cute photo spots or cute like cafes or anything. Everything, because we were going with the Board of Tourism, everything was so planned out, which when going to a new city is great. Like we experienced so much food that I probably never would have found. The flamenco show I never would have found, like going to that um, castle and that Renaissance building, we never would have found going to the winery. We never would have done like they really did have it so packed full of things that like I would have never experienced before um, or again. But part of going to a new city is just, you know, exploring on your own and just stumbling upon things. And I would have loved to have more time to just wander around the park and to, you know, wander around that museum and that um, palace and see all the paintings and whatever. It just was a lot crammed into a small amount of time and add being jet lagged to that and coming off of New York, like me and Tezza were just exhausted. Um, But it really was so much fun. Traveling with her is always a treat. I can't thank her enough for bringing me. I can't thank the whole board of tourism enough for, you know, bringing me and doing everything for us and just making it such a memorable trip. Madrid is so pretty. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, like it is so clean and the buildings are so gorgeous. It's like a cleaner, more perfect Paris. Like it gives me Paris energy, obviously with a Spanish twist, but it's just so clean. It seems so safe And if you've never been to Europe and you're looking at going soon, um, I would definitely add that to maybe the top top on your list because it just seems like low risk, high reward. Um, Meaning like we felt very safe to walk around. It's like cheap Ubers and taxis. Um, It's a fairly smaller city in terms of like how things are spread out. So you're never really having to go that far. Um. Obviously, other than that castle that we did, that was like 45 minutes to an hour away that I would definitely recommend doing if you go. And that town in and of itself, I feel like you could spend a whole day in and just walk around. It was so cute. That Ella School, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but it was amazing. I had such a fun time. All the food was amazing. Spanish people are so kind. And gosh, I just, I had such a fun trip. I am so So happy to be home. I'm so happy to be back on my regularly scheduled programming with my tyrants and to, you know, just be able to sleep in my own bed, continue my morning walks on the beach, get back to work. (laughs) And yeah. Anyways, sorry. That was a, an episode full of stories and scheduling and adventures. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm delusional. I'm tired. I'm feeling a little jet lagged, but I love you guys so much thank you for being patient with me with my episodes in new york thank you for you know being patient with me for not having an episode on friday i hated not having an episode especially because i brought all my podcast equipment but as you just heard we were packed to the brim we literally did not have any free time in our room whatsoever i didn't even i was gonna just like wake up one morning and go sorry that freaking motorcycle if you heard that i was gonna wake up early one morning and record it just in our room Um, I was going to do a whole like a rat's guide to New York City, what to do, what not to do. And I literally couldn't. I will still hopefully do that episode in the future soon. But yeah, anyways, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for always supporting. 
a lot of fun stuff coming up with the rebrand. I'm excited for you guys to see. But until then, make sure you give me a rating and review down on the Apple Store, Spotify, whatever you do, whatever you listen to. <laughs> and I'll see you guys next time. Mwah. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for next week. <laughs>